Hey everybody, this is Jackie Lukman. And I'm Abdul Shahid Lukman. And welcome to another episode of Live in Coffee Current Events and Politics in Lukman Nation. The most dangerous show on social media. So, um, there's a lot going on. And goodness gracious, <laughs> I don't, it's hard to keep up with everything. Well, but. this is actually a continuation from uh, an earlier broadcast that we had called As We See It, mm -hmm. the segment As We See It. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't really, we had some technical difficulties. And um, and because we felt that uh, what we were discussing was, was very interesting to us, and we hope it would be interesting to you, that um, we, had, we wanted to share um, our points of view on the... Um, Climate, uh, 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 the climate catastrophe, as mm -hmm. some might call it, mm -hmm. and everything, and all the issues that surrounding that, because um, one of the things and, and uh, that we we must uh, say is the fact that Jackie and I, you know, we we kind we try to um, delve beneath the surface. We know a lot of people are talking about climate change, and rightfully so, but at the same time, you hear the same talking points. Um, you know, we, we understand the causes, we understand um, uh, uh, all those things and, and the, and the um, ineptitude of the government uh, or the, or the um, uh, lack of, of government response to this. Mm -hmm. um, so Jackie and I, we, we try to dig beneath the surface. And um, so we want to give you guys what we feel is the bigger, bigger picture of, of what's happening because everything's connected. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about intersectionality. Yeah. Everything is connected. So we hope that sharing this, uh, uh, our view, as we call the Lukman theorems with you, um, that you will find it interesting. And we hope that this will be a um, uh, uh, conversational piece, even amongst your own circle. So um, again, we, uh, we, we thank you for um, joining us. We uh, would like for you to take the time to share this stream, invite your friends, have a watch party, you know, <laughs> yeah. hey, bring everybody on. Let's have a party. Let's talk about these issues that concern us all. So, um, yeah, Let me uh, toss the ball. <laughs> All right, the ball has been tossed, <laughs> and for some reason, uh, it seems like we've had a disconnection with Facebook. I don't know. Oh, we're back. Okay, if we have any playback issues, if if we have any streaming issues, y'all, the playback should be smooth. You know how that works. We've moved our studio around, so we're checking out. We've got some mm -hmm. new equipment, uh, so we are, you know, smoothing out the kinks. In our new studio, in about a week, the background will be completely different. We got a lot going on. So, all right, let's get into discussion yes. about climate catastrophe and why this is so important. Um, we were talking earlier about the concept of justice mm. in the discussion of climate catastrophe. I know that seems real weird, but, and it, as you can hear, our um, our intern, our four-legged <laughs> fur intern, Brewski, in the background, um, he'll he'll make an appearance soon enough. Um, yeah, here he comes. <laughs> um, so when we think of the, the concepts of justice in this climate catastrophe that we're facing, we were talking earlier about the idea that what if, what if, the climate catastrophe that we human beings are facing is really the universe or the planet meeting out the, the purest form of blind justice that could possibly exist. And we were talking earlier about how it is so hard for human beings to wrap our minds around that concept because we don't like the idea that we're not at the top of the food chain. Like, we, we don't like the idea that we are not in control of anything. Um, we, we can't even admit that, that climate catastrophe and that climate change has, is caused by human actions. Um, so, of course, we're not going to come to the conclusion that um, what we're facing as far as this climate catastrophe in whatever form it takes because we don't even quite know yet. Um, it's, it's not only the, the, the result of climate change is not only our fault, but what we get, how, how we are going to survive or not, that's, how, that's on us too. But because we, like, like we said earlier, we're so used to being at the top of the food chain, we cannot envision uh, a planet 
that doesn't exist without us at the center of whatever this planet is. And that's really, it's ahistorical. It's outside of every spiritual narrative that exists. Human beings aren't at the center of the story of the planets, of this planet and the universe. We, we're, we're not. That's a very recent development. You were saying earlier. Well, we'll, we'll get into um, the, the spiritual aspects of, of what tying this all together, because, you know, you know, whether you want to believe, whether we want to accept it or not, religion has had a say in this. And, um, mm. you know, so mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that it's important to um, to uh, to check out you know, the, the viewpoints of some of the uh, uh, religious doctrine concerning um, our responsibility to the planet, our responsibility to each other. But I want to put in context, too, because, see, we, we the narrative has that we have um, basically narrowed um, the climate disaster to the burnings of fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, uh, you know, but what we're not talking about is also the, um, um, uh, the, the, release, the, the release of, of, um, of radioactivity. Um, and not just recently, I mean, throughout the decades. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, the United States and the Soviet Union um, uh, were in the habit of detonating uh, uh, nuclear uh, bombs in the atmosphere. Um, so much so that billions of radioactive particles were in the atmosphere and, um, and affected everything on the planet. Uh, we know about the nuclear testing um, in the oceans and the fact that there are uninhabitable islands um, that is due to the fact of uh, U.S. and, and, and uh, nuclear testing, Chinese nuclear testing um, in, on, on the oceans. Mm -hmm. um, we know about the, um, the Bravo test, which basically um, uh, uh, affected a large population of, uh, of um, in, um, Pacific Islanders mm -hmm. in certain parts, um, and, and that they received no treatment, that they received uh, little attention, that they were really left um, to, to endure um, uh, this, this violent, this violent assault on not only their 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 country or their land, but also on their persons and and you know and so we, we we bring this up to say that it's not just the burning of fossil fuels that um, has caused problems. I mean, we had increased cancer risks all around the world because of the uh, um, the proliferation of nuclear tests. Um, these nuclear tests in the atmosphere were stopped by this by the, the then Soviet Union, the United States, only due because they knew. The damage they were causing mm -hmm. um, in the atmosphere, and so they banned the testing of nuclear weapons. It's not out of the kindness of their heart; they realized that they were destroying. Uh, right, they're uh, literally killing people. They're killing. They're literally killing people. And they're destroying the uh, atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why they did that. Uh, they stopped nuclear. Um, they stopped um, underground ocean testing because they realized they were doing damage. So these governments aren't doing this out of the kindness of their heart. Um, but we we connected this also to what Jackie and I have all uh, have. Um, uh, called the Eurocentric um, view point that really, now when we say Eurocentric viewpoint, let us, let us be clear, let us put this in proper context. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that European people have always been this way. But what we are saying that within the last 600 years, since the rise of white supremacy, which is about 600 years old. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. about the, the rise of white supremacy and when the Europeans started to dominate um, uh, indigenous, other indigenous people around the planet, um, in order to justify their domination, there was this corruption in the worldview of Europeans, um, which, um, which, which basically was built upon domination and control. Right. So this domination and control, which is the root cause of, of, your, of, of not only white supremacy, but also the, 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 the modern Eurocentric view of Europe's place in the world. Mm -hmm. More importantly, the, um, the colonialist place in the world, mm -hmm. um, the colonial powers place in the world, and, and, and everybody else's place. Right. So when we look at um, white supremacy and, 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 and the Eurocentric viewpoint, we see the corruption of the rise of, um, of, of, of this corruption of Europe's place in the world mm -hmm. and, 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 and Europe's decision or, or, or Europe's um, of decision on where everybody else is. Right, which is beneath them, and that, beneath and, or after them. Right, Europe. and that has been, uh, and this is basically the definition of racism. Racism is racism is born out of this, mm -hmm. you know. In order, and so, so, so we can't ignore 
We can't ignore what we're experiencing now without connecting it to history. And on Loop My Nation, we always say that history is important because everything has historical roots. What happened is, is that white supremacy and this corrupt Eurocentric worldview has driven us to the point now where we are facing our own extinction. Right. So if we're talking about white supremacy, the, Euro, the corrupt Eurocentric worldview, along with this unholy economic system called capitalism. Mm -hmm. So we combine all this together, and we had said this on, um, um, on one of our recent shows, Jackie, that when you combine all of this together and you look at what is happening around the planet, it has literally turned the world into hell. <laughs> yeah. We don't have yes. to look at Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno is right now. 70% of the fires that's burning right now on the planet is in Africa. Mm. We have the Canary Islands that is on fire. The Amazon is on fire. Uh -huh. We know that there's fires in Greenland and in mm -hmm. Alaska, even in Siberia. In Indonesia. And Indonesia. So, so, you know, we don't have to go back to Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Dante's Inferno is now. And, and let's be clear about something. The reason these fires are spreading out of control, excuse me, is because of climate change, the warmer atmosphere, the drier areas, uh, less, uh, uh, less moisture, and less rainy, yep. shorter rainy seasons in, in areas that are used to having rainy seasons or no rainy seasons at all. So entire regions are pretty much a tinderbox. So even if a fire is set accidentally, or if a normal fire is set, mm -hmm. then it just quickly gets out of control. The reason these fires are getting out of control the way they are is because of climate change. But let's be real clear. A lot of these fires are being set by people who want to drive out the indigenous people in those areas, the people original to those areas, because they want that land and they want to take that land and mine it for gold and other precious minerals. They want to drill for oil. They want to uh, uh, put a farm, some type of uh, industrial something. And, and it's not just people eating meat. This, this is, uh, we, we understand that factory farming is a problem, but the reason some of the farmers, the industrial farmers set some of the fires in the Amazon was to farm soy. Not it wasn't they didn't set those fires because they they you know everybody wanted all that land for cattle ranching. It's real quick to blame meat eaters for that whole problem, but that's no what we're talking about. We're not talking about vegan versus omnivores. We're not talking about, you know, people who drive older model cars versus people who drive electric cars. No, this these things are not done by individual people and their individual choices. These fires, some of these fires, many of them were set by people who were, who were employed and dispatched by the multinational corporations who want that land from those people who are occupying it right now. They are willing to commit genocide to make that money. That's capitalism. That's not you and me having a stake. Because if we're just going to talk about meat consumption, the United States, which is one of the largest meat <laughs> consumers in the world, maybe second to China, we don't we don't get our meat from from the from Brazil. We we get less than one percent of the. Okay, so let's make that clear. So, um, what we're talking about is a whole. I think this is a good, uh, a good what like we were saying earlier, like a whole ecosystem of greed that is propped up by white supremacy and capitalism. You understand? I mean, six hundred years ago, when the idea that Europeans had, well, you know, we can um, conquer the rest of the lands on in 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 the hemispheres, and we can use the papal bull. As, as justification for doing it, before that happened, people were largely left alone with the exception of, of, you know, whatever regional conflicts people had, you didn't have a whole lot of, um, what do you call it, navigating the seas for conquest. But white supremacy comes on the scene and Europeans decide, no, we own everything. We want everything and we're going to take everything. And we're going to use 
whatever means we can, whatever excuse we can come up with to dominate and take from whoever we find, whatever it is that they have that we want. And that ideology has lasted up to this point, and it's literally killing us. It's killing us all. Yeah, and, and I think that we need to, um, again, put in historical context. Um, like like we like I stated earlier, we're not saying that that the Europeans have always had this worldview. We do know that that um, Europeans, just like everybody else, um, uh, were in constant struggle for. You know, this is just not a uniquely European thing. Um, you can go around the world, and and people were always in, in in conflict. You know, over land and resources and those type of things. What made the difference here is that um, those conflicts were mainly confined to where to where these people were. Right. So the Africans uh, were tribe was going against each other with land and resources. It didn't spill out of Africa. Then right. you know the Native American um, tribes. It didn't spill out of uh, North America or those continents over here. Um, the Chinese. It didn't spill out over there. The, the what 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 was unique in human history is that the European um, uh, uh, struggle um, uh, for resources and, and land and all those things, which was your against European against European. Um, the unique uh, what was unique in history is that the Europeans um, their conflict spilled outside of their their borders and and when they started to come in contact with other people then another thing came along is the fact that well now it united europe mm. it united um well let's say when i say europe i'm talking about united the the powers of europe mm -hmm. or maybe you know the, the european powers at that time it united them in the fact of now they still fought each other over resources and land even in the new world right but what they were united in was the belief in the inferiority of the people that they came in contact with. Right. So they were united in that. So so it didn't matter if it was Spain and Portugal, Britain, France, they were all even though they had their own conflicts on who would control what what uh who and what and even in the so-called new world, one of the things they were all united in is that the Native Americans aren't as equal to us, the mm -hmm. Africans aren't as equal to us. Mm -hmm. Um so they all participated in not only the the near genocide and the genocide of some of those people of some of our people, um, the enslavement of, of uh, Africans and, and, and the oppression. So they, they so wherever these European powers went, they all they did was bring um, uh, uh, death and uh, destruction, dominance and control, and they used their institutions to legitimize it. You right. talked about the papal bull and mm -hmm. all this stuff. So we get, you know, and so they used their institution to legitimize their corrupt worldview. Um, and th this was alien to indigenous people. I mean, we, we, we remember how, um, how appalled the Native Americans were when Europeans would kill um, 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 uh, um, that, uh, hundreds of buffaloes and just eat a steak out of it. They couldn't, right. they couldn't believe people who would operate like that. Right. Um, um, so same way in Africa, you know, um, you know, Africans were blamed for selling each other for the slave trade, but then the African worldview of slavery was different from the European view of world slavery. Nobody thought that Europeans meant that we would own you forever. <laughs> right, you, know? you uh, your offspring, yeah. your offspring's this, this, offspring. I mean, this was just a foreign concept. So, so you know, so when we talk about to our present day and time on what's happening with the climate change, we still see the, 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 the belief of this corrupt Eurocentric worldview that states that, you know, of uh, dominant and control. Now, the thing of it is, is that now the consequences are too too great now. Mm, mm -hmm. Now the consequences mm -hmm. are too great. Now it's the fact that, you know, now, the, the as you know, the old saying goes, the chickens are coming home to roost. Right. So now you got 150 degree temperatures in France. <laughs> you know, you can't escape that. And see, one of the things that this corrupt Eurocentric view has done was it has convinced Europeans that they're not connected to other, uh, they're, not, they're not part of this life connection. That, that they're somehow separate, that they're somehow separate from all of the interconnections uh, inter, um, or the connections that, that unite us all, not only in our humanity, but even in the very resources that we all depend on for survival, that somehow um, um, that, that, that they're not connected to this. And so what's happening is, is that after a while, it's, uh, it's starting, you know, after a while, the lesson is coming home that yes, you are, you know, you're, you, you're part of, this whole life cycle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so climate change is affecting you too. And right. so now it's like, okay, now we got to do something about it. <laughs> right. You know, right. even though climate change was, was, was known and, you know, people say about Exxon, 
um, and and the big oil companies hiding this data in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's 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 look at this. Scientists warned us about climate change in the early nineteen hundreds. In the early nineteen hundreds, there was an article that was written in a British newspaper that was warning residents about all of the chimney fires and and using so much coal that it was going to 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 uh, adversely affect the atmosphere. This article was written in the early nineteen hundreds. Wow. So scientists was warning humanity then that fossil fuels was a danger in the, in the way that, that it was being used. So we didn't have to wait till Exxon. Exxon, Exxon, what Exxon and the big oil companies done was they just confirmed that data uh-huh. and, and they decided to hide it. But scientists have been warning humanity about the adverse effects of, of this overuse of fossil fuels in the 1900s, which was at the rise of the Industrial Revolution. Wow. And... Since you brought up the rise of the Industrial Revolution, mm. if we want to know where a lot of our environmental laws came from, where do you think they came from? The Industrial Revolution. And then when, when the industries came to towns and they would just dump, you know, the tanneries, the, 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 the food processing. We're not even talking about food processing on a scale that exists today. Mm. We're just talking about just regular uh, a meatpacking plant. Uh, 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 textile mills because it wasn't just food less uh, y'all need to get off of this you know meat eaters versus vegans kind of stuff textile mills the clothes people wore when people stopped sewing their own clothes mm-hmm. yeah. and and they started making clothes in factories these factories would take their uh, uh, waste products whether it was material or whether it was chemicals and just dump them in the river, yeah. in the in the nearest waterway, or they just dump stuff on the ground, and then the water started being polluted. The air was being polluted by mm-hmm. the the smoke from the from the the, the industries, the from the factories, right? from the smokestacks, and then the, the the soil was being poisoned. And guess what? People started dying. People started getting sick and dying. And then politicians realized, you know what? We can't let y'all do that. Once the science and and the doctors. And the medical professional said, well, the reason people keep getting typhoid is because the water is filthy. So stop putting filth filth in the water. So then regulations had to come along to, and and this idea that capitalists, that, that capitalists will automatically do what's right has never been true. They have always had to be made to do what is right, right by people who are not them, who they're not going to make any money off of. So the industry giants had to be made by laws to stop polluting the environment, stop dumping their waste chemicals in the water. And so that's where environmental regulations came from. Those things had to be fought for. Well, yeah, and, 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 and I think you brought up a, a, you bring up a very interesting point um, we had a, a government. We had a proactive government um, uh, uh, that that seen that 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 took. It wasn't perfect, but we had a proactive government that said, "Hey, look, you know, we need to rein these people in." So, I mean, it was Richard Nixon who um, came up with the EPA mm-hmm. under his administration. I mean, it was you know Republican, you know um, the FDA and all these are these these all came as a result of a government. Um, that was like, wait, hey, wait, wait a minute. You know, the, um, we have to, there was still a belief in this country, even amongst politicians, that we can't allow business to just, you know, run, run them up or run, you know, right. just run. So, but, but that philosophy or that, 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 um, um, uh, that type of government doesn't exist today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the government that we have now is like, you know, less regulation, less regulation. Um, this is really something, if you really look at it, this is really something new in American politics. Prior to, um, I say, I say maybe after Nixon is when this started, this, this deregulation started coming, and it really sped up with Reagan. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is that prior to that, there wasn't this, this, there wasn't this rush to deregulate on business. Not, not everything. Not everything. Now we've got plenty. We got plenty of criticism for Richard Nixon. It's not like we're sitting here saying Richard Nixon was a good guy. We're talking about a specific set of policies that. Look, we, we credit politicians for doing what's right when they do what's right. And we criticize them when they absolutely get it wrong. We'll criticize Richard Nixon for some other stuff because his black capitalism bull. 
yeah, that's a whole nother mm-hmm. interview. I'm waiting for the real news to drop that interview right. with with uh, Mercer Baradaron because I just it, it was just great what he brought out about the connection between Richard Nixon and black capitalism. That's a whole nother show, y'all. That's great. Now, 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 the thing of it is, so so you know, laying that groundwork mm-hmm. on the uh, that that this this climate um, catastrophe is first of all is not new. Mm-hmm. Um, we we we've established the fact that um, that since the industrial revolution, scientists have been warning about um, uh, the adverse effects um, from the overuse of, of fossil fuels. Um, so so this this is not new. Come in the seventies when uh, when the when the oil companies did their research, uh-huh. they found out well what the scientists were screaming about a um, hundred years ago. Um, we find it to be true. Mm-hmm. But you know we but but see the thing of it is is that as business goes. Uh, and as capitalists go, capitalism goes, and we're not just going to just talk about capitalism because we're going to bring up this thing about what happened in Russia too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but again, well, we'll get to that. But mm-hmm. as business goes, and as 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 it goes, is that it has to be profit over everything. So what happens is is that Exxon, you know, looking at oh wow, you know, we're going to yes, our our, our what we're doing is going to alter the uh, 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 life on this planet in years to come. And what they were doing, and there's an article that 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 um, is out in the Guardian. Um, I think I don't know if we posted it or not. But there's a in, uh, there's an article. No, Los Angeles Times. Mm-hmm. There's an article that states that during the time that these um, that Big Oil knew about this, they were quietly strengthening their assets. Now, what we mean by assets, they were already designing stronger oil rigs because they wow. knew of the rise of the sea level. <laughs> they were already strengthening their infrastructure quietly in the 70s because they knew 30 years from now um, what, we, what, we, what we'd be facing. What we're looking at now is the result of what happened 30 years ago. Wow. So the climate that we have now is the result of 30 years ago. So, so let's look at that. This, this isn't something that just happened in the 90s or whatever. We are experiencing, the, the, this, we are suffering the consequences of actions that was done 30 years ago. This is how. This is how long it took. This is what it takes to catch up with us. Oh my gosh! So so this is so so now, what we're doing now, um, won't, we won't experience that until another thirty years if we're still here. So this is how how climate. This is this is the climate timeline. So we're we are experiencing the results of what happened thirty years ago, and this this is the the climate timeline. So, they were quietly strengthening their assets again, the unholy economic system of capitalism, which is an unholy child of, of white supremacy and the Eurocentric worldview. Mm-hmm. Because you can't come up with a system like capitalism when you have a worldview that looks at, at life as interconnected. Right. Right. You, you, I mean, that, that's a great point because capitalism exists for a few to profit off of the, the the underpaid labor of the many. That's right. what cap- capitalism is not a system in which everyone uh, benefits equally. That's not how capitalism is designed to work. That's not how it's built. That's socialism, <laughs> by the way. Or if you want, uh, or it could be communism. But capitalism does not exist to give everyone an equal opportunity to benefit from profit. That's that's not, so you've got people who understand that that is what the system is. And, right. and trust me, capitalists, these, these, these CEOs and, and these, you know, mega corporate uh, uh, members of, you know, boards of trustees, mm-hmm. they are under no illusions whatsoever about how capitalism works. And, and you're right about not under any illusion because, again, we just brought up about how the oil industry were quietly strengthening their infrastructure. So they, they you know, so they accepted that, you know, they hid the results, but right. they accepted it. Exactly, exactly. And, they, and they, they not only accepted it, but they prepared for a future that they knew was coming. they were contributing right. to that would decimate much of the population and would create conditions that a lot of people couldn't even live under, Mm -hmm. but that their ability to continue to exploit what was left would continue. You know what it reminds me of? What? 
It reminds me of um, uh, um, uh, uh, what's the the the, um, the movie, um, the Umbrella Corporation. Oh, Resident Evil. I never. Oh, I, yeah. I never understood. <laughs> I never understood, and I always t- ask you this. Uh-huh. I never understood after they then destroyed the world <laughs> and turned everybody into flesh-eating zombies. Why are they still having? What? Why yeah. are why are they still having business meetings? <laughs> Just you know, I mean, yep. I never understood that. Yep. I mean, we, we're watching a Residential <laughs> Evil, one of these, one of the uh, franchise <laughs> movies, and they're having a business meeting. What, who? <laughs> yeah, they had a stakeholder meeting. Right, a stakeholder like, meeting. Like, 98% of the world was zombies. Right, right, and, and, and uninhabitable, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff. And it's like, what are you meeting over? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who, in fact, and I want to know this. Who is paying you? Right. And then if you get paid, where are you spending it? Exactly. You know, so, but but again, <laughs> this 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 idea of big business that profits over everything, <laughs> the world and people and, and species be damned because our bottom line outweighs everything else. And 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 man, I'm glad I bought that resume because yeah, I never understood I, that. I never. But you know why what? do they have a CEO? This CEO <laughs> and you know, would you want to be a CEO of a corporation? In that scenario, like, like, come on. But when you look at it, that now that you brought that up, I mean, the the movies got really ridiculous. We're not talking about the quality of the movies because after the first maybe two, then the, the franchise just you know, was just a waste of time. But it is interesting that you brought that 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 idea up because now you can look at Resident Evil as as a commentary on the links capitalism will go to continue to make profit. Tell me we're not there. We might not be a bunch of flesh-eating zombies, but pretty soon... But we're, I mean, we're zombies nonetheless. We are zombies. We're zombies nonetheless. Right. We, we, we might not be flesh-eating. We might not be the Walking Dead-type zombies. But when we allow a government in a so-called free country to operate like we're doing and we don't do anything, um, we are zombies. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Going to work every day. That's so uh, good. That's so good right driving now. Driving to work every day. Uh, oh, that's so good right now. I you just, know? Mm. We are zombies. That's so good right now. Yeah. That's like dessert. Mm. Yeah, we are. Ooh, We're zombies. I just, yeah. I just love it when you say <laughs> I try. Yeah. We're going to have to wrap this up. But, but, anyway. But, but um, our last point before we do wrap it up. <laughs> So Jackie and I, one of the main main points that we wanted to after we laid this out, Jackie and I talked about would it be a bad thing um, that human that the human um, species become a thing? Now I know a lot of you say, "Oh, why? That's a horrible thing to say." Was it? Well, hear me out. Now (laughs) the Earth isn't dying. Mm -mm. Now let me put this clear: we are not killing the Earth. What we're doing is killing ourselves. Now, why would I say that? Just recently, Al Jazeera did a piece where they went to Chernobyl and they found out that all of that radiation, now Chernobyl is the, was the worst uh, um, ra- uh, radioactive disaster in human history. Mm, mm-hmm. But they went back to Chernobyl and found out that this radiation did not kill the plants. What? It didn't kill the plants. There's an article that we shared that they found out that the radiation did not kill the plants. You know why? Because the plants adapted to the radiation. So the plants were able to protect themselves from all that radioactivity. They're there, green as ever, thriving. Mm. Mm. So we're not killing the earth. The earth, the, trust me, the earth can, can, can withstand what we do. What, 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 what we, it's us who, who can't, who, it's us who we are killing. It's other species that we are killing. And so Jackie and I talked about, we said, well, look, would it be a bad thing? And so we started talking about the, the religious um, uh, context in this. Mm-hmm. And I told Jackie, I said, you know, as human beings, our arrogance is the fact that we feel that somehow we're needed. Mm. We're needed. Um, 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 you know, um, the universe would be an awful, quiet place without <laughs> us. Well, let me tell you something. There is a verse in the Quran um, where um, the question is asked. Does man understand that there was a time when he wasn't a thing worth mentioning? Wow. Now, if you have a problem with me quoting from the Quran, let's go to the Bible. 
Mm. When Job, mm -hmm. when God had this conversation with Job and questioned Job and said, where were you when I did this? Ooh. Where were you when yes. I made the foundations of the heaven? Mm. What were you doing when I did this and I did that? You know, where were you? You know, you weren't around. And yet all these things existed. Uh -huh. And so then you come along and guess what? It's not that I put you above everything, but you were just one of, one of many things I've created. Yeah. So so yeah. so so you can go to the Bible if you follow that. You can go to the Quran, but they all say the same thing that you know you're not that important, really. <laughs> you know. Um, and so the thing of it is, Jack and I was talking about is the universe. The universe, first of all, um, is rooted in justice, and the universe will recalibrate itself. This recalibration will happen even with us here or not. There has been five or five major extinctions on this planet. Mm -hmm. And I imagine all of them in their own way thought that they were important. <laughs> the Tyrannosaurus Rex thought I'm he was important. I'm pretty sure T-Rex thought he yeah, was pretty important. Yeah, I thought they were all important. important. Mm -hmm. and, and so what makes you think that the universe will stop, being, will stop operating the way that it's always operated? Because we're here. <laughs> right, yeah, because us, yeah, because us big brain primates are here. Um, us big brain hairless primates are here, <laughs> um, and and um, and, and so somehow the universe is going to operate differently. It's not, and so what happens is is that the universe will recalibrate itself, and if it means that we got to go, well, guess what? We got to go. That is justice in its blindest sense. Because mm. see, what it is is that when we talk about justice. And we talk about of true justice. Justice, ha justice, true justice shows no favoritism. True justice has no biases. True justice um, will operate no matter, and, and the axe will fall wherever it falls, um, and it doesn't depend on who, what, when, or how. We are only operating, and when I say we, as human species, we're paying attention to this now because it affects us. Right. What we don't right. talk about is the species of, of the of the many species that have went extinct since we've been here, and let's look more recently the the extinction of species that happened almost on a daily basis. Right, that we are uh, perpetrating right now, and, and let's be clear about about the, the 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 responsibility part of this, right? Because we're not just talking about people who are actively contributing to um, the destructive the 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 destruction of the ecosystem. We're not just talking about the people who are actually setting the fires in the Amazon and, and in Indonesia and in, and, 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 and in the Congo and on, on the Canary Islands. We're not just talking about the, the heads of the corporations, the people who are fracking and drilling. And No, we're not just talking about them. Mm. We're talking about all y'all folks who didn't pay any attention to all of the frontline community people, the poor black people, the poor Latinos, the poor indigenous people, not only in the United States, but around the world. When we were talking about um, a BBC special we saw, I think it was three years ago, hmm. where I think it may have been Exxon, but it was definitely an oil company that had set up a, 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 a rig and a refinery in, in an African uh, um, uh, country. Can't remember the name of the country, but they, the oil company polluted the waterways so much that the entire region is dead. It was Nigeria. Thank you. It was it, it was, was in it the was, Delta region. It was it was in the, the, the thank you the yeah. night in the in the Niger Delta. Yeah. The one of the richest, one of the ecologically richest regions in Africa. An oil company, several oil companies destroyed it not just not just through oil spills and just didn't clean up the oil spill we're, we're talking about they killed every almost all the vegetation almost all the life in the waterways the people can't fish that was how they made their living and the trees and, and if you look at the trees the trees are just dead right i mean i mean it's literally an apocalyptic um, landscape and it was this way 10 years ago it was this way a decade ago but because it was happening to those people over in Africa, nobody cared. Cancer Alley, here in the United States, there's more than one Cancer Alley. There's a Cancer Alley in New Jersey. There's a Cancer Alley in West Virginia. There's a Cancer Alley, heck, there's a Cancer Alley developing right here 
in Washington, D.C. Anywhere where there are poor neighborhoods where corporations put uh, uh, polluting industries, refineries, landfills, mm -hmm. incinerators, garbage dumps, any, anywhere where they will, where they know that they can put industry in regions where people are poor and have no political power and cannot fight them, cannot stop them from putting the industries in those neighborhoods, what happens? All of a sudden, the, the, the incidence of childhood asthma skyrocket. Then the next thing you know, adult cancer. Adult cancer rates skyrocket. Then people start dropping dead. That's happening. That's been happening all over the country. But because that kind of stuff was happening to a lot of poor black and brown communities, everybody else didn't care because it wasn't happening to them. But see, now when the hurricane hits, the whole damn city floods and the water doesn't care. The, the, the tide surge, it doesn't care what your zip code is. Well, and then again, let's bring up Europe again. I mean, here you got the sun turning the French into French fries. Um, yeah. I know. I, I, you I thought, are. You I are. I but but <laughs> you know. But um um but but again, uh, Jackie, that's a good point. Um and 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 you know you know it as Americans, for the most part, you know we, we're optimistic people. You know, and and we just believe that in the end of the day. Um, Bill Pullman or some other actor will, you know, gather us all, will gather us all together and, you know, and then bring the nations of the world together and we would put our resources together and, and build a machine like in Geostorm, you know, but um, <laughs> that's not going to happen. That is not, we can't even, we're not even going to spend money on to fix some bridges. Right. How in the world we going <laughs> right, right. You know, we'll come together and, you know, the brightest minds and stuff. But you, what's going to happen in reality is that humanity is going to, and I know you don't, I know a lot of us don't want to hear this. That don't mean we don't continue to fight, but this is what, this is what, on the present trajectory, now I'm out there every day as a truck driver. Um, and America won't leave this. We, we got a president now who, um, uh, in the G7 conference, mm -hmm. they were having a, a, a meeting about climate change, and he he refused to go because he knows better than all the scientists. He doesn't believe it, <laughs> and because he doesn't believe it, it doesn't exist. You know, he he doesn't he doesn't agree with the data. This dumbass, <laughs> you know what I mean? The fact that this dumbass is sitting up there talking about he doesn't agree with the with the. Uh, seriously? But but he he doesn't agree with the data, but he thinks that you can you can you can uh uh, uh drop a nuclear bomb into a hurricane to keep it from hitting the, the United States. I look, I This <laughs> this, not, this, I is where, this is where this is where this is where we are. <laughs> and the reason why I said we can't we can't expect any American leadership in this because American leadership is too tied to the business culture mm -hmm. and the business way of life. They have a super PAC out there that I was, I was telling Jackie that I heard on NPR today that tells the, the candidates running for president that if you want any money from us, and I forget the name of this, we'll, we'll, we'll find it and, and, and share it with you guys. But it's a PAC that says that if you want any money from us, you have to sign a pledge that states that if you get elected, you cannot do anything about climate change that would cost money. <laughs> so I I don't know how you, I, 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 yeah. I don't know how you think Bill Pullman or anybody else is gonna come build a machine to do. Please. So <laughs> so 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 you're not gonna get any American leadership on this, and it's not just the leadership, the American population. Like I said, I'm out there driving the truck every day. DC area where we live at has the third worst traffic in the nation. We are the third worst traffic. Um, uh, uh, have the third worst traffic nation outside of San Francisco and, and uh, I think Los Angeles, right? Both on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Our buses sit empty. Mm -hmm. I'm surrounded by buses that have hardly anybody in it, but everybody is in their goddamn car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We are not willing to give up our lifestyle. They've been trying to get Americans out of their cars since the 70s. I remember the, the PSA uh, uh, um, uh, 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 commercials about carpooling. And trying to trying to gently educate Americans about 
you know, uh, um, carpool. Use mass transportation. This and that, because they knew that this lifestyle that we have is unsustainable. Right. So they were trying right. to tell, well, at least as I remember in the 70s, I was a kid, but I remember them commercials where they were saying, hey, you know, pick up your neighbor, go to work. If y'all all work at the same place, carpool. Right. You know, less cars on the road. We said, fuck that. <laughs> yep. Because yep. I don't like my neighbor. <laughs> I don't like my neighbor. I can't stand my co-workers. I damn sure don't want to drive uh, uh, to and from work with them. I like my solitude. And because in this country, individual rugged individualism is so much nurtured here, mm -hmm. so we want to sit in trash is the way we've been socialized. We've been socialized to be consumers. And so mm -hmm. as consumers, you can't get us to, to, to um, think. Um, see, we all thought as a community, then we wouldn't have, look, if everybody carpool, that's less cars we're going to buy. You know, so we can't, you know, so so big business can't have that. Right. You know, if all of us was to um, um, share our resources, then that's less um, consumer, that's less consumer, um, um, uh, consumerism that we're going to mm -hmm. be, be about. So the thing of it is, is to keep us buying, keep us spending, keep us consumers. So the planet be damned. Yep. Species be damned. Yep. The climate be damned. Fuck it. I, I'm in my car. And, you know, look, look. I mean, look at all the nice gadgets that I got in my car. <laughs> I ain't even got to drive it. It drives itself. But exactly. You, right. But you know what? Out of all of those things, you um, and, and we bring this up to say that maybe what's coming for us, we deserve. Maybe. You know, I... Sandy's been, uh, you know, typing a few, a uh, few comments um, in the, you know, that they're, they're, they're still, they're still the thinking that we are going to destroy the earth. We think we're that important. We're not. We're really, really not. In, the earth has been here for millennia and has, and has weathered, think about it. The earth has weathered direct hits from comets that have destroyed entire species. All, all life that existed on Earth was destroyed by a comet, a few of them, meteors that directly impacted the Earth are still here. Those well, species weren't. So, th so there's still but, but, this... But I want to give you a, a, a more recent example. Okay. The more recent example is that during the 70s, we were destroying the ozone layer by aerosols sprays and all this other kind of stuff and it was this big push to ban um, um fcs uh, or, yeah bpas, yeah, BPAs and, mm -hmm. and all this stuff um in the refrigerants and all this right stuff. right and and, it, and and i remember this large hole that nasa showed us yeah in yep. in, in the ozone and mm -hmm. this was caused by human activity we banned those things mm -hmm. and the ozone layer came back together healed it yeah it healed itself yeah, so we, now we don't have that hole in it anymore we stopped doing damaging things and then the earth was able to heal itself. I give you another example. Anacostia River, right where we live at now, mm -hmm. was one of the most polluted rivers in the country. Mm -hmm. So much so that people say that you could smell DC before you went there. You kind of could. Right? Because of the Anacostia. There was <laughs> not you, there was a swimming ban in the Anacostia. Now, because of um uh, uh because of, of humans stopped doing what they're doing and dumping sewage and stuff in the Anacostia. <laughs> They were getting ready to lift the swimming ban. Mm -hmm. The wildlife has returned. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the river is 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 a lot cleaner now. So much cleaner that they're getting ready to lift the, the swim ban that they had for decades mm -hmm. in the Anacostia. So the earth is a lot tougher than we think. We just talked about Chernobyl. The plants adapted to the radiation. Right. So, you know, so so we're not we're not killing the earth. We're killing ourselves. We're killing and ourselves. what's happening is it's just like any germ, any virus. The heat, you know, we said I said this this morning. When when our bodies are 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 are, and, and we're all mini planets. I mean, all we got to do is take a, a piece of our skin, put it under electron microscope, and you got plenty of species that's living on you. You know what <laughs> I mean? That you can't get rid of. Mm -hmm. So you, we are ourselves a walking planet. Um, we have an ecosystem within our bodies. Um, that's on us. So we're, you know, so so we're all connected. So the thing of it is, when when something comes inside us that doesn't belong there, mm -hmm. or that doesn't want to cooperate, or that want to call havoc, the first thing our bodies do, do, does do is turn up the heat. Yep. So it turns yep. up the heat to kill it. <laughs> to burn right, right, the right. It turns up out. the heat to kill it, and that's why the first. That's why we get fevers and all this stuff because the heat of um, uh, the body's first response is let's kill this motherfucker. Let's turn the heat up. <laughs> 
So, 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 and, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then we got other stuff. But we are becoming the germ, and, and we are becoming that virus, and we are being responded to by a, a, by a living organism, which is the Earth, that's saying, look, we got to get rid of this stuff. Now, we know also, and I know that my explanation is pretty simplistic for all of you uh, biologists out there, I know I'm going to hear it. But 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 the thing of it is, is that we as human beings, unlike other species, we could decide we could be the good bacteria, because we have that mm-hmm. inside our own body. We could be the good bacteria that helps the body along and and does stuff to help the body live and stuff. You know, it's bacteria, or we could be the fucked up bacteria that sits around here and and and, and just want to cause havoc. So we as human beings, we have the choice to be that. So we decide to be the messed up bacteria. Then guess what? Actions have consequences. Right. And, and this exactly. is where we talk about justice. Justice only means that ignorance of the law is no excuse. Hmm. The universe is governed by laws. Set laws. is governed by laws. And so what happens is, is that just because we're here, that don't mean that we could violate these set laws and think that we're going to, um, uh, uh, that we're going to get away with it. Um, we are created to live here on the earth. It's the reason why we have to have a bunch of shit to follow us when we go outside the atmosphere, because we're not meant to live up there. Right. The laws that are the universal laws won't allow us to live anywhere else but here unless we are accompanied by a bunch of by our own life support system. Mm-hmm. And that life support system has to mirror where we're at because this is where we belong. So unless we take that life support system that we that would um, sustain our life somewhere else. We can't leave. So, so this is the thing. So, so we have to understand that we are subjected to the same universal natural laws as everything else. And because we have decided not to do that, then there's consequence. And justice is, is, this is justice. You violate the law, you get punished. Punish may even mean that you get the death sentence. And so what we're facing now, because we're violating the universal natural laws, we are possibly facing a death sentence. Right. And so that is right. justice. Justice doesn't care where you live, doesn't care where you're from, how much money you got. No, we made those distinctions amongst ourselves. Right. But but the natural and universal laws don't have such distinction. And it might be time that we should start accepting that and um and, and not just sitting and turn on um uh, uh classic rock <laughs> and turn up the air conditioning because we've been having a heat wave for the last six months and keep the air conditioning turned up. And be like, I hate my neighbor. I hate my coworkers. <laughs> I'm not sharing anything with them. And you know, we um, may be facing, um, but the, uni- the universe may be passing its death sentence on us. And um, the only problem of it is, is that we're sitting on death row, and we don't know when they're going to snatch us out that cell, give us our last meal, um, whether it's plants or meat, and um, and and decide that hey, you guys had a great run. But, um, you know, somebody, you know, we got something else got to take. And, you know, the thing is the sobering, if that's not sobering enough, the really sobering thing is that we've been uh, on probation for a while. I mean, the universe or God or Allah or whatever you want to call uh, the universe or the creator. Michelle Obama. (laughs) Some of y'all, yeah. You know, whatever you want to call whatever it is you believe created the earth and everything in it, uh, and and everything on it has given us. Had they've had us on probation for a minute, telling us, "Look, get your stuff right. Get your stuff right. Get your stuff right. These are the rules. Don't break these rules, or else you're going to death row. These are the rules." And we kept ignoring, like we said earlier. The, the idea that human beings are the center of all things in the universe is, uh, is a very new concept in the history of creation. And that was a concept that was, oddly enough, created by human beings. <laughs> because when we look at our faith traditions, yes, we, we are precious to whatever creator that created us in whatever our faith tradition is, but we were not the first thing our creator created. And we were not put here to be the most important thing in every spiritual tradition, whether it's Christianity, whether it is Judaism, whether it is Islam, or whether it is indigenous spiritual beliefs, mankind was put on earth 
to be the caretaker of the earth. We were not put here to own this stuff. We weren't put here to run this. That's not how, what we were put here for. The earth was not put here for us. We were put here to care for the earth. And, and the idea that, especially among Christians, this is especially offensive to me as a Christian, but especially among Christians who are using this, this dominion theology where they believe that, that it is the Bible that gives them the right to rule over everything of the earth. Like you said about the scriptures in Job, that can't possibly be true. When God was asking Job, bro, where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? How are you going to ask me why I didn't do or where have I been? Where you been? You didn't make this. I made this. So in every faith tradition, the idea is not that mankind owns anything on this earth that we have a right to do with it, whatever we choose. That's not spiritual in anybody's spirituality except for the spirituality of capitalism and white supremacy, which we told you a couple weeks ago, white supremacy is a religion. It's the most dominant religion on the planet. And, and that's the thing. We spoke about that in the last show, mm -hmm. that white supremacy is, dom is the most dominant religion on the planet. Because anywhere the white supremacists go, if they want to take over, they do. And, um, and, and we're going to talk about, because we're coming to an end, mm -hmm. but the next show we're going to talk about why the white supremacists um, uh, um, 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 uh, why their quest um, for um, to to subdue Iran is the last piece of the puzzle mm. for their world domination. Wow. And we're going to talk about.